Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason and boy do we have some football to talk about today yesterday was thursday night football so we're going to give up some of my thoughts on that and then we're going to talk about week 11 i've got a must start for you a must sit for you we're going to do some uh some pickums we're going to talk about all the picks you know make some upsets all that fun stuff so why don't we sit back relax sip our coffee and enjoy the show all right all right good morning everyone how's it going harry snowman how's it going anthony how's it going ruckus glad to see you all oh man we were robbed of mandrews as anthony says in the chat Last night's Thursday night football game was probably the most disappointing Thursday night football game, maybe of all time. Genuinely, maybe of all time, this game sucked. I mean, well, it ended up being like an okay game in terms of point scoring, but when you have Mark Andrews getting hurt early, and then you have Joe Burrow getting hurt early, you have Lamar Jackson getting hurt for a little bit, you have Keaton Mitchell disappoint with no explosive runs, you have Jamar Chase only having two catches. I mean, how do you get excited about this football game? And the answer is really you don't. In fact, a lot of us are just depressed this Friday morning, really thinking about what we lost. Uh, but I do have some takeaways for you. So as we know, Mark Andrews got injured. He is likely done for the year. Uh, we, we It's not like official yet, but it is what Adam Schefter has reported is that Mark Andrews is likely done for the year. They're still undergoing tests to see the full severity, but they can't imagine he will be returning this season. What does that mean for the rest of the team? Well, I think things will, ne- will change a little bit, but... What we can glean is that it's really just going to be everyone. It's not going to be a clear drawdown to Isaiah Likely, if you will. Isaiah Likely yesterday in yesterday's game only had two targets, didn't bring in any of them. Charlie Kohler brought in his target for 13 yards. So I think that it could really be both of them. I will say, you know, obviously the injury happens in the game, so they're not necessarily game planned for it. So it is definitely possible that once they know now that Mark Andrews is like is out, that they'll use likely a bit more going forward. But that is definitely something to monitor because, as we saw in this game, when Mark Andrews went out, I mean, Odell Beckham came to life. He finished the day with seven targets. He had 100-plus yards, first 100-plus yard game since 2022. So, uh, you know. That, that could be a takeaway, right? It could just be Odell Beckham stepping up in the absence of Mark Andrews and say Flowers. I mean, he only had four targets in this game, but did have a touchdown that was called back. Uh, and he's going to be explosive too. I think he'll be asked to step up. And we'll look at the running backs as well. Gus Edwards had two receptions. Keaton Mitchell had a reception. Uh, I think that, you know, these running backs could get mixed into the passing game as well in absence of Mark Andrews. I mean, let's be honest. You can't replace a player like Mark Andrews. It's a sum of the parts. And Isaiah Likely, even if he becomes the new tight end one, 
he's not going to be getting Mark Andrews stat lines. That's just not how these things work. Um, and so uh, it's mostly just you've got to be upset if you've lost Mark Andrews. Like there's no true replacement plan here. It is probably Isaiah likely, but I can probably go ahead and guarantee now that it, you're going to be a little bit more disappointed than you would like to be uh, if you're starting Isaiah likely. Like he just doesn't have the ceiling or even really the floor that Mark Andrews provides. So, um, you know, don't don't rush out and blow all your fab on Isaiah likely. That That's definitely going to be my one big advice from this. I, I mean, definitely want to bid up on him, you know, maybe throw something his way. But I, as we've seen, these backup tight ends don't necessarily go in and perform at the level of their starter nor do they usually get the same amount of volume. What could work in Isaiah Likely's favor is not just that Mark Andrews got hurt, but that Odell Beckham after this breakout game, breakout, uh, got injured at the end. And, and so we have to see what the severity of that injury is as well, because then we're just talking about only two pass catchers really worth a damn, because Rashad Bateman, while he caught a touchdown, still isn't doing anything. And it, so it could just be the Zay Flowers Isaiah Likely show, or in that case, it's the Lamar Jackson running show. Uh, but either way, that's my Ravens takeaways for the Bengals. Joe Burrow also got injured. And this is a big controversy right now as it actually was leaked before the game or not necessarily leaked, but there was a video of Joe Burrow arriving to the stadium with like a cast on his hand. Uh, and it was not talked about. He wasn't on the injury report. We didn't have any information about this at all. Um, and then of course he hurts his hand and he can't throw anymore. He can't grip the ball. You, we've all seen the video now at this point, but if you haven't go check out Twitter, just search Joe Burrow and you can see a video of him trying to throw the ball on the sideline and he just can't, he goes down to the ground, obviously upset uh, and in pain. This is to me a very serious injury. Now we don't know anything about it, right? I mean, they say it's a wrist injury is all we've heard from it, but I have to assume given how the Bengals have looked the past couple of weeks, where they're at right now, now sitting at five and five on back-to-back -back losses. Joe Burrow's probably done for the year. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I'm using the term probably because uh, the way things are looking, they're not going to be able to make a playoff push because let's face it, even if he's out three weeks, that's probably three L's for the Bengals and they're way out of contention. And there's so many teams in the AFC. I mean, they were already out of the playoff picture before this game so I honestly think the Bengals the right move for here is to just shut them down for the season and look to next year as much as it sucks um and in that case Jamar Chase becomes a lot less valuable as he only had two receptions in this game saved the day with a touchdown and I mean usually we do see that number one receiver get hyper targeted with the backup but that wasn't the case we saw Trenton Irwin get a lot of volume we saw Tanner Hudson come to life yet again I mean the past three weeks he's been the Bengals tight end just completely out of nowhere uh, and Joe Mixon also got himself a little resuscitation, had some carries, had a rece receiving touchdown. So I don't, I just, it, it, the Bengals offense is going to be a lot less exciting and Jamar Chase is going to have to come down with it, especially if Joe Burrow is out for the rest of the year. Like I honestly assume he will be now again, assuming probably guessing, you know, no information on this, but when you read the tea leaves and you see how much pain he seemed to be in, I can't imagine this is anything less than a couple weeks and then at that case, you're already going to be three, four games outside of the playoffs. Uh, it, it's, it's just going to be hard to actually want to bring him back. Fun fact, before we move on to Sunday, just saw this on Reddit, you know, you know how it is. Bird teams, the bird football teams in the NFL, they are now 226 and 222 with 10 ties against cat teams. So currently the bird teams are the best type of mascot within the NFL by four wins, 226 wins, 222 losses, and 10 ties between the two mascots. So that, that's just a fun little, uh, fun little 
note. I do see a comment here. What trade options are you considering for Chase? If I'm contending, I'm probably looking to get, you know, a couple contending pieces uh, or maybe just begging at the feet of the Justin Jefferson owner to see if you could get there. I mean, it's going to be hard. You don't want to sell low on Jamar Chase, even if you are contending. You, you really can't. I mean, you've just got to hold on to him and just take what he gives you, you've just lost some ceiling, which sucks, which obviously sucks. But, I mean, you can't sell him low. Uh, so I'm still going to try to be at the table of the Justin Jefferson owner. Uh, and maybe if I need a running back, try to get one of these elite running backs, like a Bijan, a Brees Hall, you know, one of the top, like, five dynasty running backs get a nice plus on top. But uh, you, you, you can't sell low. You still need a stud for Jamar Chase. All right, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about... Let's talk about the injuries that are lining up. Let's talk about the injuries that are lining up. So, uh, like I kind of said yesterday, there's a lot of injuries to talk about. So, we're just going to go injury by injury, player by player. Uh, it is an alphabetical order of city name. So, you know, stick around, Washington Commanders fans. We'll get to you. Uh, but starting with Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst picked up a concussion last week. He is still not practicing. I would have to assume Hayden Hurst is out. Uh, so, maybe fire up your Adam Thielen, or maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit on, on one of these must-starts, must-sits. Next, we have Khalil Herbert. He practiced in full. He is looking to be activated off IR uh, in this game, probably returning along with Justin Fields, so that's pretty cool. The Bears have already come out and said that they are not uh, decided on who the starter would be or even how they would use this three-headed backfield with him there, so that's definitely just something to watch on Sunday. Next, Christian Watson was limited this week with a shoulder injury, as well as Aaron Jones, who was limited with his hamstring. Given they were both limited, I expect them to play this week, but just, you know, see, see if any reports come out about, about snap shares or anything coming out. But I think ultimately these guys will be fine for their game. Uh, on the Texan side, Nico Collins was limited. So Nico Collins should be returning this week after missing last week's game. Nico Collins should be back, but Noah Brown, the breakout the past couple weeks did not practice this week. He, he picked up a knee injury uh, and he has not been practicing. Definitely something to monitor. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, if he's not practicing all week, he's probably going to be out as we've been seeing a lot of these Texans receivers. One week it's Tank Dell. One week it's Robert Woods. One week it's Nico Collins. This week it's looking like it'll be Noah Brown who's out. But I mean, ultimately, I, I mean, like, that's fine. They'll be fine. I know he's been playing well, but, you know, that just means you fire up your Tank Dell and your Nico Collins. Next, also on the on the Texans, Damian Pierce is still not practicing. He is still likely going to miss this game, looking to return next week. Uh, but so that means you can probably fire up your Devin Singletary's yet again. And Zay Jones, despite the the legal issues going on in his life, Zay Jones did practice this week in limited fashion with his knee injury, so he is on track to return. Obviously, there's the the legal system and the NFL judgment system. Uh, does not move quickly. So Zay Jones is looking like he will be playing this week. Uh, curious to see how that goes. Well, we haven't seen the Jaguars fully healthy receiver core much this season. Hopefully that means good things for Trevor Lawrence. Next, Keenan Allen. He picked up that AC joint sprain on Sunday, uh, but he does intend to play. He's been doing some limited practices, getting some rest days, all of that fun stuff that, that you see with a veteran. But Keenan Allen should be playing. However, his teammate, Gerald Everett, still is not practicing with a chest injury uh, that made him miss most of last week's game. I think that Gerald Everett is probably not playing, so definitely keep monitoring that. But with him not practicing all week and them having some other tight end options, I think that they'll probably uh, lean towards precaution here with Gerald Everett. Raheem Mostert. 
uh, has an ankle and a knee injury that he's battling right now, but he is practicing in limited fashion. So Raheem Mostert should be playing, but with Devon Achan returning this week, as he's been practicing all week in limited fashion, looking good, he's expected to be activated. That could mean that Devon Achan gets himself the full workload. If, if Raheem Mostert's limited this week, then they probably are going to use both in a similar fashion, and they don't want to give Raheem Mostert the full workload, uh, even especially with Devon Achan back. So, so you know, keep your eye on if Achan is officially activated. Uh, it's looking like he will be, uh, and he will be playing, along with a limited Raheem Mostert. Next, Justin Jefferson looking to be activated. I know that this has kind of been the, the, the week that we've all been expecting J Justin Jefferson to return, but he was limited, should be activated, so look out for that. The Giants wide receivers that picked up injuries this week, Wandale Robinson and Jalen Hyatt. Both of those wide receivers had limited practices all week, so that should have just been a game absence. They should be back this week as well, Wandale and Jalen Hyatt. For the Eagles, Dallas Goddard is, of course, doubtful with his forearm injury. I mean, this is expected to be a multiple-week absence, but for some reason, the Eagles still haven't officially marked him as out. Grant Calcaterra, the backup tight end, has practiced at in full uh, off of the concussion protocol, so he should be activated this week after missing the past couple. But also keep your eye on Albert O, uh, what could happen here, because Albert O was signed to the Eagles. He saw his first action this or last week when Dallas Goddard went down. In a shootout against the Chiefs, it's possible he's unleashed a little bit. So while Grant Calcaterra should be returning, I think I'm mostly keeping my eye on Albert O. Next, Pat Fryermuth. He practiced in full. Pat Fryermuth is looking like he could be activated this week. So keep your eye on it. If not, it should definitely be next week. But to see the Muth practicing in full is definitely a good sign. Tyler Lockett, the Seahawks wide receiver, Tyler Lockett, is not practicing this week. He has not practiced due to a hamstring injury. Obviously, he's a veteran, so while this is a do not practice, I'm more so saying monitor as opposed to not playing. Uh, with hamstring injuries, they're just so finicky that they probably don't want to risk it, and hopefully he can play on game day. But again, just keep you know monitoring the Tyler Lockett hamstring situation. Uh, on this one, I assume he'll play, and this is more of a veteran rest scenario, but still something to monitor. Traylon Burks is still not practicing, still in concussion protocol, not expecting him to return at all. Um, Curtis Samuel, he was limited, so he should be returning. But unfortunately, Antonio Gibson, he did not practice with a toe injury. So we could see Curtis Samuel go right back into the role that he had, especially if Antonio Gibson is out. So if Curtis Samuel was dropped, he might be worth picking up, especially if Antonio Gibson is out. And lastly, I think I skipped over this one by accident, but Alexander Madison, this has been one of the hotter stories this week as everyone's been rushing to pick up Ty Chandler. Alexander Madison did have a limited practice yesterday, which is what you want to see in terms of returning from concussion protocol. I believe if he picks up limited practices the next two days, he can be activated. So maybe shop Ty Chandler for someone that hasn't read this yet, because I do think as we see these practices pile up for him, He's probably going to be, you know, you know, clear the concussion protocol and Ma Alexander Madison's going to be playing this week. So definitely, definitely keep your eye on that one. I would say that's the most important because so many people have gone out and picked up Ty Chandler uh, to, to stream this week. But it's looking like Alexander Madison could actually uh, be activated off the off, off the concussion protocol. All right. That's all the injuries I have for you guys. Lots of them, lots of them, lots of them. Keep your eye on some of them, but we know for a fact that, you know, Dallas Goddard's probably not going to play. I don't think Gerald Everett's really going to play. Noah Brown's not looking to play. 
Hayden Hurst isn't looking to play. And then we have a few people returning this week. So, so we're going to have some fireworks in that regard. Let's move on to my must start. And my must start for this week, bringing these back, I took them away because they weren't working. They weren't hitting well, but I don't know. I like this format a lot. I like just doing this. I feel like this is the best way to prime you guys for the week. My must start this week is going to be Jerome Ford. And that's because last time he played the Steelers, he had 16 carries for 106 yards. He also added 25 receiving yards off of three receptions and scored himself a touchdown. That was all the way back in week two, you know, right after Nick Chubb got hurt. Uh, he came in and now, of course, this was without Kareem Hunt. But still, we've been seeing Jerome Ford get a ton of volume the past few weeks. And I expect that to continue. I also just I think that the Browns are going to lean heavily on this run game with Dorian Thompson Robinson, whether that be read options, options in general, uh, RPOs or just handing the ball off to Jerome Ford. Uh, either way, I expect lots of action on the ground in this game because they want to a run out the clock and B, just keep it close with their defense doing such a good job as they have been. Also, also in the game, the last game that Dorian Thompson-Robinson played, it was awful for Dorian Thompson-Robinson, but it was not terrible for Jerome Ford, who actually had his highest receiving total of the season. He had six targets in that game with Dorian Thompson-Robinson starting last time and brought in five of them. So five receptions last time he played with DTR, and that was against the tough Ravens defense. So Jerome Ford is going to be my must-start player this week. And my sit is going to be Adam Thielen. And this is a tough one, especially as we talked about Hayden Hurst probably being out. Uh, that means that Adam Thielen is really just going to be hyper-targeted across the middle. But that also means that the Cowboys defense is going to be able to focus on Adam Thielen just a little bit more than they would have been able to. And my issue here is I am just terrified. And I mean terrified of what Bryce Young will look like against this Cowboys defense. I mean, Micah Parsons should have a field day here, and I just assume that it's going to be very, very hard to get the ball out. Of course, Adam Thielen is a safety net type wide receiver, so this one could come back to bite me. But I just think without, you know, your starting tight end with a terrible offensive line against one of the best defenses in the league and your play caller changing this week, I'm just a little bit hesitant about throwing Adam Thielen into my lineup this week. A little bit hesitant. So he's going to be my sit. But I do definitely concede that this one could come back to bite me. I'm a little, I'm slightly worried about it. But I think that, uh, I think that, I think that this will probably be the right decision to, to not rely on him against the Cowboys this week. So let me just quickly run through, see if you guys have any questions before we do some picks. Sorry, my camera blocks the comments button now. Uh, then, uh, but anyway, let's let's look at some questions. Would you rather have Josh Downs or Zay Flowers in half PPR? Uh, oh, for rest of season, probably still Zay Flowers, um, I assume. Let's see. Let's see. Do you think Wilson Wilson gets some play here? You don't think Wilson gets some play here? Uh, I don't even know what that's in reference to. Um, so yeah, I actually don't. I don't know what that's in reference to. Uh, do you think I should trade K9 Ford and lock it for Pacheco and Swift? No, no, no. Roll with uh, K9. I honestly would be looking for probably Pacheco and Swift just for Kenneth Walker. So definitely don't do those ads. Uh, if Madison is cleared, would you start Brandon Cooks, uh, Khalil Herbert, or Rico Dowdle? Uh, probably Khalil Herbert, to be honest. Khalil Herbert. All right, cool. Let's do the classic, guys. We haven't done this in a few weeks. Let's go check out my Yahoo Pick'em League, talk about all these games, pick some upsets, have some fun, uh, and then 
then I'll sign sign out of here. Get you guys, you know, to enjoy your Friday. Let's see, share my screen. Yahoo Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Ignore my record, please. <laughs> Ignore my record here. Um, it has not been pretty. I keep forgetting to turn in my picks before Thursday. Like, no matter what I do, I forget. And so I'm in last place. I always miss the Thursday week, but still, uh, we're doing all right here. We're doing all right here. Uh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm. This is going to be a tough one. Let's see. We've got some information here. Uh, Cleveland is favored by four points. Wow. That's a big favorite for Cleveland with DTR. I think I'm just going to go with the Steelers upset here. I know it's in Cleveland, but I feel like Pittsburgh should be able to pull this off, especially if Pat Fryermuth is going to return. I think that the Steelers being at full health will help them a lot. And while I think that the Cleveland Browns team in general will look okay with DTR at the helm, I think this first week in uh, is going to be tough to pull off a victory, especially against a divisional opponent. So give me the Steelers in this one. Uh, the next game, we have the Lions-Bears, and this will be Justin Fields' return. Uh, and the Lions are favorited by 10 points. I will say I think the Bears can cover this one, especially with Justin Fields returning. But I am still going to pick the Lions. Something I do want to talk about in this game is I do feel that Justin Fields will be at full health uh, 100%. Like, I, I, you know, we have already seen him practicing in limited fashion for three weeks now. And so I do think that Justin Fields is ultimately fine. And they just took the long road in, in terms of bringing him back just so he could be at full health when they did bring him back. And so I don't think Justin Fields is going to have much of a decline in his performance at all. However, one thing I am thinking in my head, this is all just, you know, anecdotal, but I, I think that Justin Fields might be leaning on the ground game a bit more mentally. Just because this was a thumb injury and he had struggled to grip the ball and everything, I think he could be in his head a little bit and prioritize scrambling just a little bit more than passing in this game. Especially, I'm assuming, playing from behind, he's going to want to play some hero ball. He'll probably trust his legs than his like 95% thumb. Uh, that's just something that's in my head. You guys obviously don't have to agree with me there, but I'm feeling a really big Justin Fields ground game, a very big Justin Fields ground game in this one. Next, we have the Chargers Packers. And I mean, I hope the Chargers can win this game. They are favorited by three. It's in Green Bay, which is interesting, but still I am going to go with the Chargers. Um, I, I just, I can't in good faith pick them over the Packers who have struggled to play a complete game of football all season. I will say this is the perfect opportunity for Christian Watson to finally have his ceiling game. If he doesn't have it here, I'm officially panicking on Christian Watson uh, because this would be, I'm assuming, the perfect game script and also just a good defense to do it against. I mean, these corners have not been good. They've been giving up big plays. So if Christian Watson doesn't have his ceiling game in this one, I am definitely pressing the panic button on him. The next game, we have the Dolphins at Raiders. The Dolphins are favored by 12 points despite the Raiders winning their last two games. I 100% believe that the Raiders can cover that, 100%. Um, I do think that the Dolphins win this game. But I think it's going to be much closer than 12 points. I think that this could come down to even the last drive, to be completely honest with you. This Raiders team is just so fired up and playing at a high level. And I mean, with how many carries they're giving Josh Jacobs, it's going to be hard for Miami to have some drives. But with the return of Devon Achan, 
of course, and Tyreek Hill's big play ability. I just don't see the Raiders defense being able to stop the Dolphins really at all. Uh, but I do think that they'll be able to drain enough clock and uh, put up enough points to where they could keep it close enough to where they cover that spread. Um, hopefully, we see some Devon Achan, man. If we could see some Devon Achan in this game, I'm excited. Next, we have the Commanders-Giants. Commanders definitely favored here. They are favored by 10. That's kind of ridiculous, especially in a divisional game. I know the Giants are absolutely terrible, but that's a lot for a divisional game. Still, though, I'm going to go with the Commanders, and I wouldn't be surprised if they cover that 10. I mean, the Giants are just awful. Uh, but hopefully it stays close enough because this is the type of game I want to see Saquon Barkley get leaned on. I think he can uh, and should be leaned on in this one. Uh, but we'll have to see, right? Last week is what I, I expected them to do the same, but the game got so out of hand that they went away from Saquon Barkley. If they if they keep it close, look for Saquon Barkley to have like 30 or so touches. But I mean, with the way the commanders are playing, it's probably going to be hard for them to keep it close, to be completely honest with you guys. This Giants team is just terrible. Next, we have the Cowboys-Panthers. Don't even have to say much about this one. It's the Cowboys here. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Will be cool to see how the Panthers look with Frank Wright calling the plays again. Can't imagine it's that much of a difference. Uh, and I still assume that Bryce Young is going to have a terrible day against this Cowboys team. Uh, it's just really, really rough having to do this. Maybe garbage time, but even then, we barely saw the Giants do anything in garbage time. Uh, without Hayden Hurst, I mean, you've got two good people you could throw the ball to. Not even really. You just have Adam Thielen, who I said earlier, I'm not really comfortable starting because I feel like they're just going to be able to focus all their attention on him uh, for sure. So anyway, Cowboys by like a thousand. Jaguars, Titans. I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. I believe they're barely favored. Wow. Six and a half points is actually, I think the Titans could cover that one, especially again, a divisional game. Those games stay a little close. And Will Levis has had back-to-back -back bad games. I think he bounces back in a little bit of the way this week. Of course, not the four touchdowns, uh, that he had against the Falcons, but I think that we could see a couple touchdowns from Will Levis in this one, and hopefully to D-Hop. Everyone, cross your fingers and wish upon a star for D-Hop to bounce back. I traded for him last week because I needed a win-now piece, and he laid a dud for me, so I would like some D-Hop points. Next, we have the Texans-Cardinals, and the Texans are favored by four points. I think that that's a fair spread given how they're playing and, you know, how the Cardinals looked last week, you know. Uh, I'm sure if this game happened two weeks ago, the Texans would have been favored by like 10. Uh, however, you know, I'm actually going to give this game to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals upset the Texans here. The Texans just so hot. I feel like they've got to come down and the Cardinals uh, don't, the Cardinals don't have to come down. I think they're playing really good football with Kyler Murray back and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm going to pick the Cardinals upsetting the Texans in this one. Next, 49ers, Buccaneers. With a healthy 49ers, it's impossible to bet against them. They're 11-point favorites against the Buccaneers. I honestly think they should be able to easily cover that. I think that they could go, you know, they could win by 20 if they feel like it. Uh, the 49ers should be able to run away with this one uh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Buffalo Jets. I feel like this is the upset pick that everyone's picking here, but I'm actually going to go with Buffalo. I'm going to pick the Bills here. And I'm going to go with a little bit of a hot take. I think the Bills will run away with this one. I know the Jets defense has been playing really well, but I think that these uh, these Buffalo Bills are a bit fired up this week with the firing of their offensive coordinator and really just the media circus around them in general. I think the Bills will be fired up up enough that they'll actually take it to New York uh, and and you know beat the Jets by a decent margin. So I'm going to go with the Bills here, even though that's probably the hottest upset pick of the week is the Jets over Bills. Give me the Bills. Rams, Seahawks. We've got Matthew Stafford coming back, uh, and it has made the Rams a one-point favorite. 
This is a tough one to decide. I think I will go with the Rams. I think I will go with the Rams. This is going to be a sneaky good game, I think. Um, I hope that we see a bounce back from Pukunuku and Cooper Cup uh, for sure. Uh, but I do think the Rams will win it, especially with Matthew Stafford back. I'm, I'm going to give it to them. Broncos Vikings. Give me the Vikings. I think Josh Dobbs keeps up his magic. The Broncos are favored and it's in Denver. But I mean, this Vikings team, especially if Justin Jefferson's going to be returning, give it to me. I think the Vikings will beat the Broncos in this week's action. Uh, and Josh Dobbs, three touchdowns. And Justin Jefferson has 100 yards and a touchdown upon his return. And lastly, Monday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Super Bowl rematch. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles here. Uh, they're just playing unbelievably well. And the Chiefs honestly aren't. They've been a little disappointing, a little bit quiet. And while this game is going to be awesome, I'm very excited for it. I think the Eagles get their revenge against the reigning Super Bowl champs. And the Eagles continue their tear of beating every single NFL team except for one. Um, but still, give me the Eagles beating the Chiefs. Let me save my picks. One week I didn't, and I just didn't have any results. So there it is. Steelers over Browns, Lions over Bears, Chargers over Packers, Dolphins over Raiders, Commanders over Giants, Cowboys over Panthers, Jaguars over Titans, Cardinals over Texans, 49ers over the Bucks, Bills over Jets, Rams over Seahawks, the Vikings over the Broncos, and the Eagles over the Chiefs. Cool. Football, football, football. One last call for questions. I see Saquon and Puka for Ty Chandler and for... Oh, Saquon for Puka and Ty Chandler. Uh, nah. Just hold on to Saquon, man. Just hold on to Saquon. You were offered Josh Jacobs for Puka and James Conner. No, hold Puka and James Conner. Fields or Dobbs? Give me Dobbs. Um, JSN or Jaden Reed? Probably Jaden Reed. Uh, Kyler Murray's outlook rest of season? Fantastic. Starting him every single week. Trade Olave for McBride and, and Myers? Uh, no, try to get a little bit more on top of McBride. Dak or Goff? Give me Goff. Actually, yeah, just give me Dak. Just give me Dak. He's playing really well right now. Uh, Pollard and Henderson for Gibbs? Yes. Yes, Pollard and Henderson for Gibbs is a good one. Would you put Marquise Brown or McBride in the flex? Give me Hollywood in a bounce back. And would you trade Addison for Lockett? No, I think I would hold on to Addison. And let me check YouTube real quick. See what you guys are talking about over here. Not uh, Is Washington going to come from behind and take the division? No. No. Could they sneak into the playoffs? Yes. But I definitely still believe the Eagles win this division uh, wholeheartedly. Let's see. who, What quarterback should you trade for after losing Joe Burrow, Kyler Dobbs, or Geno? Um, I would start with Kyler. I would just work my way down. I would start with Kyler. Then I'd go Gino, and then I might bite the bullet on Dobbs. My problem with Dobbs is he's just so expensive right now, and his long-term value is still in question. We don't quite know what he's going to be doing next season. I think he's still going to have a job, uh, but I'm not sure where. Uh, and so I would just start with Kyler, pay the piper, and then go down to Gino if, if it has to, and then I'd go to Dobbs. Uh, but if it's just a end-of-year rental, maybe you can get Dobbs for a reasonable price. I just doubt it. I just doubt it, you know. Uh, he's, he's just, you know, has so much hype around him. So thank you so much, everyone for tuning in again, please join the battle contest that I've been promoting all week. That is playerprofiler.com slash top dash dog. It's very cool. Very fun. You can take me on. Also, 
Uh, Sunday morning at 11 a.m., we do start sits on TikTok. At 11.30 a.m., we do a start sit stream on Instagram. And then at noon on Sunday, we do the start sit stream on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So make sure you tune into any of those to get your start sit questions answered. I hope you all have a fantastic Friday. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And good luck on your Week 11 matchups. Peace.